Hello everyone and welcome to Bear All, the brand new dating and sex podcast by open-minded dating app Bear. I'm Sophie, the host, and each week I'll be joined by a fab guest who'll be coming on and talking about all things sex and dating related. Grab a glass of wine, sit down and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the fourth episode of Bear All. Today we're discussing sexting and dirty talk with Topher Taylor. Topher is a sex educator, podcaster, writer and sex toy tester. So thank you so much for coming on the episode Topher. It's lovely to have you on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I love I like that summary of my jobs. Much more. Yeah, I'm I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah, I your... mean it, it sounds a lot more fun than it. It's a lot of time at a computer screen, trust me. It's not... <laughs> Would you mind just like explaining to everyone listening um, a little bit more about what you do day to day and the things you're passionate about? Yeah, sure. So basically, I my day, my my ten to six job is I I do brand management and customer service management for Clone Zone, which is like the world's biggest gay retailer. Oh. And our yeah, our, our core product base is sex toys and fetish products. And yeah, so I've worked, I worked for a straight company before this when I was 18, but I've been here for a long time, like over a decade, just helping the brand develop and making sure people know who we are. So that's my 10 to 6, which is all about sex. Then I do my own sex education work, which is obviously all about sex. And then there's, I help brands with sex toy development. So I work with a lot of really cool brands and like, I know I only work with brands that I like as well. So I don't just take paychecks. I don't want to like be that person. I, I haven't sold out yet. <laughs> yet. And then, yeah, I, ha- I have my own podcast, which is actually on a bit of a break right now, just while we think about rebranding because I keep being censored and that's called Sex of Tofa. So mm. I just do a lot of different, I have my fingers in lots of different pies, like figurative pies, and then, <laughs> but then they're all, it's all about sex. Like I'm, I'm just really interested in sex, not because I think with me, and I'm sure you're the same now is, you, you learn when you work in this industry or work with this topic that there's so many branches off you know it's not all just about like penetration or putting things up yourself I like the psychological and the emotional side of it yeah, yeah so. for sure I and I'm really interested in sex from like an academic standpoint as well and like the history of it and things like that um yeah there's just so much there um I just feel like it's such a significant part of our lives whether you're having lots of sex or not at all it still has an impact so yeah, yeah. hopefully I can work in a, the industry um like you are for a long time um yeah. we start off each episode with uh what we call the sex position game okay so our social media assistant she has sent a unique or different sex position like not like your average sort of the ones that, <laughs> that everyone knows well I mean yeah um and the idea is that we need to try and guess what it is and then we'll see. So if we get it okay. up now and we'll just describe what we're seeing right. to everyone. Let me have a look. It's downloading right now. I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Okay. That looks interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> sorry, I was a little bit, I was just getting my head around it to describe yeah. to everyone. Uh, well, there's a, I believe, a man and a woman. The woman is doing a headstand. <laughs> and oh god um and he's, sort of he's like sat on her yeah and he's sat yeah. on her vagina essentially yeah the guy is sort of sat uh sort of sat on her I feel like the angle would be quite difficult for penetration there but I I feel like it it looks more like he's taking a poop inside of her vulva yeah <laughs> it looks because I feel like his I don't know I don't maybe that I There's don't get how pressure 
Yeah, and you'd have, you'd have to be very well endowed. <laughs> yeah, unless he's got just a massive, massive dick. But um, it doesn't look fun. But maybe it is. <laughs> it. I mean, it, I. I. If if you're the kind of like penis owner that likes that pressure of because it to do this to the people listening, you'd quite literally have to pull your dick around like almost touching your anus and then out. So if you like pressure, you're gonna love this. <laughs> Um, personally, to me, it just looks like he's taking a poop inside of <laughs> inside of that poor person's vagina. <laughs> I mean, I hope he isn't, because that definitely sounds like an infection waiting to happen. But yeah, I mean, imagine going to A and E with that one. Oh god, yeah, like my boyfriend or whoever <laughs> shatting my vagina. As, I mean, I hope it's consensual. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's I'm sure there's an audience for it, but if it's by surprise, I think that'd be quite um, quite shocking. Exactly, but yeah. <laughs> Some people might be into that, and that's okay. Um, in terms, yeah. what, what do you think this is called then? Um, oh God, can I name it, or do I have to find the actual name? Because I would well, call just, it like yeah. A, what? Okay, yeah. You can just what? Yeah. What? What would you call this if 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 uh, you were the inventor of sex position names? I would call this the reverse pooper duper. <laughs> I love because I'm sorry I just keep thinking about I, and I really don't like poo I've got no sense of toilet humor so I don't know why I've even said this I'm gonna I'm gonna upset myself for the day. but no I, I would call it the reverse pooper duper okay yeah um what am I gonna call it I've just thought about what they could be doing so he could have a I'm assuming it's he the person standing up could have like a double-ended product in their anus Oh. And then the other one could have the product going into the vulva or, or their anus. So this yeah. could be like a, a good way for people with penises and people with vulvas who shag each other to do like double-ended fun. Yeah, that that makes more that makes more sense than so then I would call it the on the head double header. Okay, that's quite a cool name. That does yeah, sound a little that... bit more fun than the, the pooper yeah. deeper. And... I'm gonna try it tonight when my yeah, boyfriend gets home from work. Know. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna sit on my head. Now just don't poo on me. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, he won't even let me touch his bum, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still need to come up with the name of this. Um, I don't know. This oh, my brain's gone blank. The the sit and perch or. Um, okay, that's, that sounds that sounds cute. That sounds like a really cute cafe. It sounds quite cute, and I don't think this is necessarily would be described as a cute sex position. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> right, I'm gonna look up the actual name now. It is. The spider monkey. Okay. I'm I don't know gonna... how they climb. So yeah. I, I can't, perhaps it's something to do. I don't, I don't oh, spend yeah. much time. I'm guessing Googling the spider monkey is a breed of monkey. I was thinking about, yeah. I want to yeah. look up what a spider monkey is because. They're really cute. I remember there was one that used to be on the Nickelodeon TV show when uh... I was a kid. I'm aging myself here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they are quite cute. They are. But I don't... I'm sure there was one on Nickelodeon. See, I was, I was a, just a CBBC kid. I didn't have Nickelodeon. <laughs> I still don't, from looking at the spider monkey images and this exhibition, it doesn't really look like a spider monkey to me, but I guess there's lots of sort of legs and arms in different places. Right, so now that we've learned about the spider monkey, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to talking about sexting and dirty talk. First up, are you a fan of sexting and dirty talk? Yeah, definitely. I think the dirty talk for me, like when we talk about, I was actually talking about my colleagues about this earlier, I was talking about prostate orgasm and how rare it is. So many people think it's a myth. Mm. But with me, it's very psychological. So I find it easier to get my prostate orgasm if someone's talking to me. Oh. If someone's like, if it's someone you really find attractive and they're talking dirty to you and you're in that really intimate, private sexual moment, for me, that helps my body just 
relax and uh, I think the arousal really helps yeah, but yeah do you think that's that because you're sort of like that extra level of being aroused and turned on that it allows you yeah. to reach the prostate yeah level. I think definitely I think I just think it's dirty talk if because I think even especially as a British thing like we cringe so easily yeah so to be to be able to let loose like that and then talk dirty and be openly like that vulnerable I think it's really sexy on a, on a multiple on multiple levels because it's sexy because obviously it's erotic you know yeah. and they're telling you they're enjoying the body but also because that person's letting their guard down mm. and I think that I find that really attractive yeah and I think that's a big thing about sex in general is that the vulnerability and intimacy is can be a turn on itself because it's like you know especially if it's someone new it's someone that you don't know and you know putting yourself in that position is quite vulnerable and sharing that with someone can be quite special not to be like oh sex is always really special but you know that yeah, can agree. be quite I, arousing in that in that sense I, lo- I love intimacy I think that's the, that's the I mean that's the core I'm not just saying it to be corny like mm-hmm. communication and intimacy will make even the most rough dirty sex a hundred times better yeah because you, you know your boundaries and stuff and I think that's really sexy for sure and what about sexting I do it all day every day yeah so <laughs> I voice that. notes as well like like even just now before I put this where I sat down to do this interview I had a voice note from my partner and they're saying what they want to do to me I'm like okay happy happy bank holiday Tuesday <laughs> yeah oh I've never yeah I've never thought about voice notes getting involved because I think with sexting we sort of think like nudes like pictures videos and um messages but yeah because I'm a big fan of voice notes in je- like in a, a non-erotic sense but yeah it's, I think I think a lot of people would be embarrassed to do it because of the voice note, like if someone screens up, because I think a lot of paranoia with sexting is obviously, am I going to be exposed? A voice note is much more vulnerable because you can say that that isn't you sending a text, but if mm. that's your voice, <laughs> so there's yeah. that extra level of trust, which makes it even sexier. Yeah, Just like we were sure. saying, it's the intimacy. Yeah, for sure. So this is a very basic sort of intro to sexting. How, how, sh- do you initiate it or how would you recommend someone who is like, oh, I want to start sexing with my partner, but maybe you don't do it very regularly with your partner or, or it's a new person. What's the best way to like initiate that with someone? I, I feel like I'm a broken record and I'm always saying this. And I think it seems like such a dull way of looking at it, but I'm a real big advocate of communication and consent because it doesn't matter how well you know someone, how many times you've shagged. You know, if someone sat at their desk and you send them a really heavily erotic message, you could catch them off guard, you could piss them off, you could embarrass them, you could get them in trouble at work. So it's just communicating, like tell them, tell them you're really turned on by the idea of them. You know, and it's just like, tell me your fantasies, like what do you want to do with me? Mm. You know, and then that's your content. You're telling them you want them to tell you about you. And it's just it opens yeah. up that. I just think the first, like go, go from anything to do with sex or anything new with sex, always 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 you know, like you, there's a million ways you can go around it but the smartest and easiest way to do it is just to ask yeah as I say I think a lot of people are scared by that um especially with someone Absolutely. new um so what would be do you yeah. have any like confidence tips to to put yourself out there and say like hey like is it okay like I want to if we sexed or you know I'm really turned on by you can we talk about this or whatever that yeah. was a really non-sexy way of putting it but um how do you build yourself up to have the confidence to put it out there in a text well I think first of all it's important and this is going to sound quite blanket again but I, I do think this is so important that if you are in a situation where you're not really comfortable to tell someone like your fantasy desire you should maybe address why that is mm-hmm. and I think I think that's a, like 
I'd, I wouldn't advise anyone be in a be in bed with someone they couldn't you know openly tell I know it's not that black and white and easy but I think just to go about it simple and say like I've been thinking about you and I'd love you to like send me your fantasies like tell me your fantasies about me if you feel like doing it yeah. and I think you'll find that most people will be kind of like oh, okay because yeah. sex is so especially like it's such a usually just a physical you know transaction yeah that was that, that's a really nice sort of like consensual and sort of gentle way into it because yeah. you like, know I, it's I, not I, just sending a picture it's saying I would like you to tell me this and if they want to yeah. they will and I, if they don't want to they won't and sort of it's all good yes yeah, and it's it's your way of giving the flag isn't it it's like I, I, I that's fine because I'm sure there are lots of people out there who would love to tell their partners how much they want like them in various ways but they think they're probably thinking are they going to cringe are they going to laugh at me so just say like I mean that's what I did I've, and I've always said I mean I've always had a I think because of my job it's perhaps the rules are a bit different for me because people know that I'm quite overtly sexual but I mean there's still there's still the matter of consent but I think that what I would say to someone new is just literally say to your partner or your partners like I don't know how many you've got and I hope you're just enjoying yourself regardless but just <laughs> but just be like you know I I've been thinking about sex thing and I just I love the idea of you telling me your fantasies of me because that's what it all comes down to the other day isn't it what are you yeah. fantasizing about with your partner and I think that's so that's really intimate and sexy and especially if you're at your desk and you're having a bad day at work or maybe your boss has said something awful to you or someone on the train's giving you a funny look and then you open your phone there's someone you love or fancy or just have a great sexual relationship with telling you how much they love your body or your inner thighs or you know, even the more niche it is sometimes the more the more interesting and special yeah I think that's great advice I really really like that um and I think we've sort of touched on this but um I think some people associate sexting or phone sex or whatever it might be with like long distance relationships and especially during mm. the pandemic um but is it something that can just sort of be incorporated in a non-long distance relationship well I guess what you said there about like doing it at work and stuff and I guess something to look forward to when you get home is quite nice but I think a lot of people just see it as something that's just for long distance relationships yeah I think it just it comes down to what relationship you've got with your partner and you know if, if you really are in a headspace where you would like that and you're saying you you know perhaps you haven't had and you want it then like say for example I mean I'm sorry if I'm being TMI me and my boyfriend like had a really amazing sex last night and we've been talking about it all day ever since so sometimes it, a good way to do it is it to be a continuation of what you guys have been up to the night yeah. before at the weekend or maybe at a wedding I don't know just if, if maybe that's a good window in there to start it is just be like hey was just thinking about that time at Aunt Linda's wedding I don't know <laughs> but do you know what I mean and I think that that's a good way because it's a good yeah. way to test the water because the partner would then be like oh really what were you thinking about and then you just gradually yeah. you know rather than go in there like like your man's at work you're like oh I'm touching myself in the bathroom thinking of you it's like well I hope you wash your hands before you go to the fax machine yeah. <laughs> but you I mean it's just a good way I don't know how would you like advise it mixing things up sexting wise because I think with couples or just people who are uh, sleeping together, it's very easy um, to get into routine, especially with in-person sex as well, like sort of doing the same things that build up to sex, same kind of sex and same aftercare and things like that. And I think that can sort of like relate into sexting. You do things in exactly the same way each time, which there's nothing wrong with that, but how, what, how can, yeah, how can you mix things up with your um, sexual partner sort of while sexting? 
Yeah, well, I think with anything like that, it all comes down to what you've done in the past. So if you're messaging someone at 12 o'clock every day on your lunch break, the same stuff, I mean, it's going to reach a point where that loses its gloss. Mm. And I think with me personally, I think it's because I, I love, obviously I love sex and it's such a big part of my life that I'll always try and take like my partner by surprise. So I think it's more like, not, not to say I'm not just going to send a really vulgar picture like when you're not expecting it, but just come out with a new angle. Like think about what you've done already and don't do that. I think that's the easiest, yeah. that's the easiest blueprint. And there's a million different ways that you can, and then think about things. Like think about things your partner has said to you in the past, think about their fantasies. And then like, even if you're not a hundred percent into it, if you're the kind of person that I am, if my, like say for example, my partner loves me wearing latex, I don't really give a crap if I'm wearing latex or not. It doesn't do anything for me. But if I know that he's going to love it, yeah, oh my God, I'll talk about wearing latex. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, well, it's for lots of people, myself included, it's a, to see your the person that you're having sex with turned on is a turn on in itself, even though oh. the thing, for example, like latex isn't a turn on for you, it will turn you on because it turns him on. Um, yeah. So that's a good idea. So like drawing on not only your own fantasies, but your partner's ones as well. And I think, yeah, like you said about spontaneity, I think lots of people will find spontaneity like very sexy. It's something like hot about being not caught off guard in an unconsensual way, but sort of nicely surprised by someone that you trust is, yeah, yeah, very hot. Because I think like one thing I've always done in the past is more like physical sex is I'll surprise my partner. And I really enjoy doing that. So I'll kind of like, you know for example I'm not even joking like this weekend just gone like bank holiday weekend like I was like I'm just gonna go and shower and like him thinking like I because we'd been drinking heavily the night before I think he thought that I was just gonna pass out in the bath and I just like came out fully ready like Love his that. eyes lit up and I was like there you go yeah you weren't yeah. expecting that way you, you thought you were gonna be sleeping till three o'clock you went <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got other ideas uh, yeah, no, yeah, I think that. that's really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think um, it's anything, just like go, like try, have fun with it and just make sure. I think I'm not, I know it sounds like a bit corny, but really make sure you're comfortable. Yeah. Because that's the best. That really is it. And it's, it's not just something we say to make ourselves sound like smart educators. You know, the number one thing is like comfort and communication, always. And obviously, consent shouldn't even be mentioned because it's imperative. So that's yeah. there. Yeah. Comfort and, commu- com- comfort and communication. And if you're with someone, and again, I'm not trying to make it negative, but if you're in a situation with someone that you're not fully comfortable with, I'm not comfortable with people being in that situation. Do yeah. you know what I mean? You should always be, there should always be a window in there with your partner. And if there isn't, I think that maybe needs to be addressed. For sure. For sure. And yeah. I think, um, well, I think it goes down also to poor sex education in, in schools, which is a completely another topic. But I think a lot of us grow up sort of, yeah having sex and things like that but so people feel comfortable having sex but not comfortable talking about sex which is a huge problem because in my eyes they shouldn't be mutually exclusive they come together and the best sex comes from talking about it but yeah I think that sort of stems stems back to poor sex sex education among other things Um, it's horrific I had none at my school like all we had was one one little lesson and there was a typical condom on a banana and then everyone yeah. started making jokes about wet dreams uh-huh. and then somehow the conversation went to skid marks and that was it and I'm like okay um, so first of all I don't know anything yeah I didn't get to put the condom on the banana you know yeah. which is really really bad actually because I'll be honest when I first started having sex I burst condoms pretty much every time for the first 10 or 15 times I had sex oh, wow. 
because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know. Yeah, how and to that's not your fault. Like, that's because you haven't been taught. Like I was too young and stupid. Like I was, you know, I was in that stupid youthful like urging. I want to have sex, and I didn't, you know. But it would have been so much better if I'd had the groundwork. <laughs> yeah, which is so basic. <laughs> Doesn't need much explanation you know things like how to roll a condom on things like you know how to be a proper loop and then like there's a whole sub sub you know different conversation of queer sex education sure yeah which is absolutely i went to roman catholic schools so that was oh, like so there was none of that. It. No, no, no. <laughs> completely yeah agree after that little tangent um <laughs> going back to something slightly less serious uh and more a little bit more fun. Taking nudes is often a huge part of sexting, obviously turns people on, um, mm-hmm. whether you're sending it or the receiver. Do you have, like, are you a fan of nudes? Do you have any tips on, like, how to take good nudes? I think it can be quite stressful like, with angles. I get, it once took me, like, an hour to get good pictures, and then the guy just gave a thumbs up, and that was that, and I got so pissed off. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Fuck him. In. Not literally, just block yeah but I think like obviously again I'm gonna keep repeating myself with nudes as well like there's obviously the, there's the groundwork and I, I know like, everyone listening to this will know already for you need to trust the person yeah so important in terms of taking good one the I mean um, again I'm sounding corny how do you feel sexiest I think that's so important yeah. because people will always pick up on what vibe you give off with sex so say it doesn't matter if you've got tummy rolls, stretch marks, ingrown hairs, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, take a picture and take it so you look at it thinking you look hot and use that as your groundwork. And like, you know, and if you trust someone, send it. And I think you'll find that most times if someone fancies you, they are going to bloody love the fact you sent them. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, my, my, bear in mind, like, I, I have a partner who, you know, I'm very regular sex with, know each other for a while. And like, he still goes mad when he gets a picture in my bum. Like he does, and it's because he knows that I've I felt hot when I've sent it. And I think confidence yeah. is so sexy. For sure. And like people can really pick up on that. And just have fun with it. Like it's it's I know it's easier said than done. There's always going to be a lot of anxiety of photographing your physique, especially your genitals. Like yeah. it's so, you know, it's such a you know gray area for so many people of like how they should I love it, should I not love it? Mm-hmm. Just first of all, accept that's how it looks. That's yours. It's perfect as it is have fun with it <laughs> like, yeah. like so photograph it if you want to you don't have to but if you want to then do it and like I'm sure your partner will love it and I'm sure they want to be licking it kissing it <laughs> you know all these things that it's true though it's yeah truth. no it, you know you're absolutely yeah. right and we, we don't all look like porn stars you know? no like the natural confidence yeah. whether that's you uh you know for example if it's a woman whether she feels you know if you feel more comfortable in like doing un- an underwear shoot rather than being fully naked if you look really confident and happy and all of that stuff that will be much sexier to your partner than if you're feeling really insecure and you know by taking like a vagina shot so um, yeah like I'm sure your partner will know if you're the kind of person who wants to sit there and spread their lips for the camera let's be real yeah. your partner's gonna know if that's authentically you and if yeah. it's not then just allude to it mystery can be so sexy like sure wear something sheer that you can see the color through that you can see the pubic hair through that you can see nipples through it doesn't have to be naked yeah you can just show your shape where you can you can take a picture of a sex toy you've just used you know it doesn't have to be you always it can just your what your sexual relationship with your partner is completely unique to you both yeah have fun with it like 
you know, and just silly thing, I know it's, it might sound a little bit gross, maybe if that like, your partner's made you square and it's left a mark on the mattress, take yeah. a picture of it, look, look what you did to me. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that's a like, compliment that's... as well, isn't it? Like, yeah, like it's fun and it's fun, like have fun with it, just clean your sheets afterwards, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a wash on all of it. Yeah, yeah, boil wash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never really thought, I think, because yeah, we think about pictures as being like literally um you think of like oh if a guy's sending um a nude it'll be off his dick and if it's a girl it'll be like a picture like of her boobs but that's quite a fun way of doing it of like you said like taking pictures of sex toys or um stains on the bed or or whatever it might be to just sort of yeah mix and I guess that goes back to mixing it up as well rather than just the same picture of the penis every day or whatever it might be yeah and just on the same thing it's totally fine to not want to do nudes you know and I yeah. I get that me personally like I mean I was posting pictures of my underwear when I was 15 on MySpace so I was like setting myself up for that I've always <laughs> been an extrovert in that sense but there's also something so sexy about mystery 100%, and, yeah. and alluding to it so I really think like if you really don't want to show your boobs on camera I understand why someone wouldn't because we hear these horror stories all the time of people's nudes getting shared on the internet <laughs> just allude to it and if, if you still want to do it, again, it's fine if you don't, like maybe get your nipples hard and wear a tight top or wear a, a negligee that's a little bit sheer, you know, just little, doesn't have to be overt, vulgar, sure. labia lips spread, like, yeah. or your dick or your dick. It can be like a picture of your perineum. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that have fun with your body and like think about the parts of your body your partner touches the most during sex and kind of use that as your but maybe that's because I, I analyze people a lot during sex but then I also get good feedback with sex so maybe I'm a good person to follow this, the lead <laughs> of but like if your partner's always playing with your hips yeah take a picture of your hips you know yeah that's a good your, I haven't thought about it that way yeah your belly button like there is so many sexy I think human I mean I'm a bit of a hippie but I think humans are so fascinating and sexy yeah so like I with my partner I love the part of his arm from his inner bicep down to his armpit to his pet so if he sent me a picture of that I'd be like oh I'm excited now because that's I like sleeping there I like touching it and stuff. yeah like and it, I guess it that's also it's quite intimate as well because that's something that between within your relationship that's something that you really like about him yeah um rather than you know with someone yeah. else it might be a different thing or whatever um and it's exciting for him to take it because he knows I'm going to love it so it's yeah good give, yeah it's good it's good to give like it's good to give confidence and receive confidence yeah. just have that that cute vibe because it all pays into greater sex and communication sure yeah oh these are such great tips I feel like I'm learning stuff as well which is amazing oh, thank you. I'm, glad, I'm glad I mean like I said I, I've I've been the victim of someone posting my stuff online before so I've learned the hard oh. way so I know just like trust please just try and build up a rapport build up trust and um yeah that's that's the way that's always going to be like we can talk we can have a million different conversations with a million different people great sex is always going to start with trust and communication for sure that's it and it's so true and it's that simple it doesn't have to be complicated at all for sure and I think I something that I've done in the past when I've been chatting to a new person and it's going down a more like sexual route I'll say if we're like exchanging picture whatever I I like it might not sound sexy to people listening but it's really important to me like I almost like lay down ground rules like I'd say like I just don't I choose not to have my um my face in pictures especially if it's to a new person and I just said yeah. that I was like please don't ask pictures of my face and because I'm not going to do it um and they've always been like they've respected that again it comes back to that thing like if you're not confident enough to tell that person 
what your boundaries are, then my I would say to one of my friends, dump him. Hundred percent. Yeah. If if you can't tell someone no or what your boundaries are, I, personally, and listen, I'm not saying everyone's in the wrong. If, but I just think use that as a guide because I think that's a really really important. Hmm, I can't communicate my boundaries. It's a red flag. It's a huge yeah. red flag. And if they're not going to respect your boundaries or allow you to talk about boundaries virtually, then likelihood they're not going to want to do that in real life either. And mm. you don't. Everyone deserves that as a bare bare minimum, essentially, in any relationship. Yeah, um, I agree. Whether casual or or more serious, and um, this kind of links on to my next question, which was any tips on staying safe when sexting. Like I mentioned that I tend to like like crop out my face and things like that. Are there any other things that you know that people can ensure that they're they're being as safe as possible? I think again, make sure the person you trust. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a video sex, make sure that you acknowledge that there is you know the ability to screen record nowadays. So just make sure you trust them. I think that's so important. Again, I think your thing of cutting the face out is important. That's a really, like, good one. You know, if you have distinctive tattoos and, like, you know, stretch marks or birth marks and you're not fully, fully, fully confident, and not that I think you should be doing that if you're not fully confident, but I know that people do, you know, keep those out of shot. You know, if you need to, watermark the picture so you know who you've sent it to. So, okay. like, God forbid, should the picture get leaked? And I know it sounds like like a bit of an extreme measure, but it's watermarked, so you know where it came from. Yeah, that's a really and good I idea, actually. I don't like the fact that it would need to go to that extreme, but unfortunately I've had so many friends be the victim of, you know, slut-shaming and have their pictures shared on the internet, myself included. So it's like, mm. yeah, if you need to do that, then do it. You know, this yeah. is all about making sure you're comfortable as well as them. So sure. if, if that if that's part of your boundary, then write their name on the picture and your name below it. So yeah. then you know, or you know, or whatever you need to do to make sure it's unique to them. Um, just trying to think of other ways. With me personally, it's always just been that. I've I've always been quite trustworthy because I'm quite I'm kind of like a bull in the china shop with men, I'll be honest. So I think men know not to kind of fuck with me because I think they're not them out. But yeah. that's unique, that's unique to me. I'm not going to assume everyone else is the same. How would you, so same, staying on the same theme, how would you respond if you got, or if someone got an unsolicited sext or image, obviously that's totally not okay, it's pretty disgusting in my opinion, but how, how do you respond to that, like what? I always, personally, and I would recommend anyone, have a, have a, re, re, if, if it happens to you often, and it happens to me often on Twitter, like it happens to me on any dating app that I used to be on, I get on Instagram all the time. Is just have a pre-written formal message saying hi there i didn't request this image you know i don't appreciate it don't send it to me again you know and i think that just a real formal no emotion yeah because any of these people if they're in that mood they're looking for a window in there they're looking to like some of them unfortunately are looking to trigger you because they want to get they want to come you know mm-hmm. they want to get you on a webcam or whatever they want to get pictures back so just have a really emotionless formal message hi there i don't appreciate being sent these pictures i acknowledge you've sent it to me at this time at this date you know please don't send this to me again this is my personal social media you know it doesn't matter how i may look on here or what you've assumed i don't appreciate that and that sounds a bit dull but it i don't give emotion yeah you don't want to it's not gonna it's not gonna end well yeah these kind of people um i think it's it's clever having just one that you can copy and paste in um yeah. and there's the people that do the joke one saying i've contacted the police and blah blah 
that's even in my opinion that's too much because you again you're you're inviting chaos yeah you just sort of no want to emotion. get rid of it and then you yeah. can like actually just block you can block the person afterwards and then forget about yeah. them yeah and also don't save it as a revenge thing i know a lot of people do do that when they get sent dick pics you know and not that person shouldn't have done it to you but still like an eye for an eye you know it's yeah. not the whole world just delete it yeah and yeah just i think that's it I wish I had more exciting answer to that, but that really no, no. I think that's a really good. I think that's a really good answer. Um, I haven't heard it before. To have just a one to copy and paste and just because um, as soon as you give someone emotion, you're just opening up the floodgates. And trust me, I've learned that the hard way because I can be a reactive, mouthy prick. The same. And it, yeah, it never ends well. It's, it's, it can be quite hard, I think, when when you're very angry, upset to to be quite calm and formal. I think. Um, and I, I appreciate that it does trigger some people and I understand the, the root of that you know there's some people have had some traumatic experiences in their life so some to have an unpro, you know an, something you didn't want to see that's overtly sexual can wake up those emotions and I appreciate that but just try and remember that the more emotion you give you're just probably nine times out of ten going to invite an emotional response to that you know what I mean yeah. Just keep it blasé, act completely unfazed, because yeah. that person wants you to react to the dick. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good advice. Going on to like more sort of in person dirty talk, um, and I think yeah. generally, especially sort of maybe like younger generations and my generation, things like that, we often feel more comfortable talking about our desires uh, and things like that over text, because um, I think you can sometimes feel a little bit distant. How do you then translate a virtual sexy talk to? in person with your whoever you're having sex with how how can you relate the confidence from the screen to to someone who's in bed with you or wherever with you bringing it up and this is the thing I know it's going to be hard and you might have to really hype yourself up but it goes back to what I've said a few times already if you aren't comfortable to talk that way with someone and I I, I'm talking here about the the surface level thing just try and break the seal because obviously you want to do it. If it's in your head and you want to do it, and I get it because it's hot. Like, I love mm-hmm. it. Like I said, it, it helps me orgasm. Yeah. Like a prostate orgasm, which is really difficult to get sometimes. Really difficult. And psychologically, just communicate. Like, I love the way, like, and maybe just acknowledge the elephant in the room. Be like, listen, I'm, I don't want to cringe you out. I don't want to embarrass you. And I'm, I'm so embarrassed saying this, but I love the way you text me. Like, will you talk that into my ear? Just ask. And like, yeah. I'm sure the person who texted to you will probably be like, oh, I'm going to cringe too. And it, you might giggle at first. And that's cute. Yeah. It's intimate. Yeah. But then it, again, it breaks the ice. And I just think you, it's almost like ripping the Band-Aid off. But it's you also know, so kind if, of, it's kind of sexy. Like, I think a lot of us, it's quite nice being told what to do in bed. I guess, unless you're a very dominant person, but it's quite relaxing. If someone tells you they want you to do something, then you yeah. you just know that if you do it, it will it will please them and bring them pleasure. So you don't have to try and think in your head, oh, what's going to bring them, what's going to make this really good for them, because they've told you, so you can do it. So actually, yeah, it makes life again, easier. Absolutely, it's communication. Like, say what you like. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. And like, bear in mind, like, I'm, I'm assuming most of these people have probably like had sex already of some kind. So you've already broken that seal of intimacy. So there's nothing wrong with them like saying, I love, you know, I love the way you you like say like with me personally I love missionary with someone's walking in my ear mm-hmm. I love it that's so intimate yeah so just say like I love you know how we do missionary I'd love it if you spoke the way you text me let's just try it 
And then yeah. also acknowledge that your partner might not want to do it, which is fine. Yeah, of course. There's nothing wrong with asking. If they say no, then just accept that. So, you know, so. And if, I guess if, as well, if you try it and actually you both decide it wasn't that great, then it's just a funny story that you can talk yeah, about. Like, but that's the great thing about partnership, isn't it? It's about like, especially with sex, like it's like you, you go through these adventures together and some of it you love, some of it, oh God, that was a risk. Like sometimes there's accidents, sometimes there's mess, sometimes there's, <laughs> you know, sometimes there's blood, you know, sometimes, you know, these things happen. But the fun part of partnership is navigating it together. For sure. That's, that's true. Like, and it really is true. Like, it's such a healthy example, attitude, I think. Yeah, but I appreciate how hard it, like, I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more experienced and I've been exposed to a lot of overt sexuality from a very young age, like from 18 working in sex shops and working with sex workers. So maybe what, all I try and do is impart what I spent time learning young mm. on people like, listen, just rip the bandaid off. Yeah, for sure. And I think I just keep remembering communication and consent like comfort like think yeah. of that as your base that and that's the, the groundwork for any great fuck digital or not <laughs> yeah I feel like that should be yeah. like a quote that could be like an inspirational quote or something <laughs> put it on um, a t-shirt in comic sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'd buy that t-shirt um <laughs> what was I gonna say I think also sort of um post-sex sort of you can sort of not like narrate what just happened because that might be a bit odd but being like just talking about I think that's quite a good time to talk about sex because it takes away the pressure of trying to turn someone on because you hopefully you're both satisfied you're feeling very close to each other and you can say you can start thinking about oh like oh maybe next time we can try this or like that um because I think you generally I know I definitely feel like closer to someone and more open after you've just been very vulnerable and intimate with them um and sex is still on your brain a bit so I think that's quite a good time to talk about it as well definitely that's something it's funny you mentioned that because I do that with everyone and like when I was younger I had a lot of like sexual relationships with men that went out of the closet okay up until recently really just before I got with my partner and like I was I used to talk a lot I've always been like that I would talk about sex after I'd had it yeah and then that over the time I realized it really relaxed these people who weren't comfortable with their sexuality in public mm. but the fact that I sat there going I loved this this was great wasn't that funny like like stuff when you fall off the furniture which happens to me a lot because I'm really ditzy and I'm really clumsy I've like my hand-eye coordination is awful and like so that's just like acknowledging it all the good the bad like the ugly like giggle about it talk about how I made and like we touched on this earlier you said it I'm a big fan of complimenting people after sex yeah I'm a huge fan of it. I'm like, that was great. Like when you did this, I like, like I said, me and my partner were talking about last night earlier. It's like the man worked very hard. <laughs> I was like, well done. Like I loved everything. And I, yeah. it turned me on even more because you felt, I felt how hard he was working. And I was like, cool. So I yeah. think that time after sex is a great time to just get it. That's probably the good time to rip the bandaid off. Yeah of that um we'll go just to finish up we do like a little true false game at the end so we've okay. got three sort of statements around the topic of sexing and dirty talk and you just need to work out or guess if they are true or false okay. so the first one is that instagram follows snapchat as the most used app for sexting is that true or false I would say true because of my experience. Oh, it's actually WhatsApp in second place, not Instagram. Oh, I don't see what, I see that as a chat app. I mean, obviously, oh, I, I didn't even hold them in the same. I see WhatsApp as like a texting thing. So yeah, WhatsApp is like my image number one. Yeah. yeah, what? Uh, yeah, okay. So no, that makes sense. But yeah, maybe I need to understand. I mean, I'm guessing WhatsApp. Instagram probably comes in 
third surely on that i one. get loads of rest like even this morning i've had like three different people i'm like oh my god calm down oh yeah i'm a married woman now <laughs> hands off <laughs> yeah um the next uh, statement is that 17% share the messages or sexts that they receive. Unfortunately, I would say yes. And I would actually say perhaps even more. It is. It, that is true. 17%. I, think if people I was shocked at that. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, I would say it's a lot higher. Uh, yeah, it's probably higher because I'm sure lots of people don't report it or don't realise that it's not probably. okay. I've, I've had big arguments with people for showing me pictures of people and I'm like... Why have you just shown me this man's cock? I know him. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah he like he didn't want, want to see that. you to see it. He wanted whoever he sent it to you to see it. And I'm it. like, look, look who you're showing it to. It's me. I'm like, I work in sex education. I'm like, hello, read the yeah. room. Yeah, Denise. yeah. Yeah. Um, final question is 25% of 16 to 24-year-olds agreed sending nudes was the new normal. Again, I would say yes. And I think it's probably higher. Yeah, so yeah, it's well... Uh, so yeah, that statement is false, but you're right, it's higher. So about 40% okay. of 16 to 24-year-olds think uh, sending nudes is is normal. It, it's sad to think that people sort of think that they have to do that at a young age because you and don't. You don't have and to I do think yeah. exactly. You and it should be something yeah. well, exactly. And it should be something that you feel empowered and happy doing, and it should turn you on, not yeah it's, it's yeah. a mutual thing it's not just yeah. oh i need to turn darren on let me quickly take a picture of my tits no mm-hmm. if do you is it going to turn you on as yeah. well as them That's and i think important. a lot a lot of people especially young women but not just young women can feel that um you know it's about performing to or giving something to a straight man essentially um, i'm sure it's similar potentially in queer communities as well but um rather than sort of turning the narrative to be like is this good for me is and I think we're not really taught that narrative enough to prioritize ourselves first and be like is this going to bring me pleasure no yeah I'm not going to do it yeah it comes back to thinking like it all comes back to the straight male gaze doesn't it Mm -hmm. and I think that sex is about fun it's about enjoying yourself and that's the core of it you know pleasure is such a wonderful thing and we like our bodies are incredible and doesn't matter what you look and this is the truth Listen, there's someone out there that's going to think you're absolutely fucking sexy. Yeah. But just communicate first. <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Yeah. And if something doesn't smell right or doesn't seem right, if something's getting making you back go up, like, believe it. Listen to your instinct. And I think that's, re- I wish I did that when I was younger. For sure. I think that's, that's amazing advice. And on that note, we'll finish up. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, no, just before we go, would you mind just sharing your social media platforms um, or handles so that listeners can find you in your work? Yeah, yeah. And my DMs are always open if you're panicking. I mean, if you're under 18, I have to be very careful what I talk to you about. Like, I'm not going to talk to you about if you want to talk like sex education basics, it's fine. But yeah, um, my Twitter is hello, I am Tofa. And it's spelled like top hair. Um, even though it's pronounced like sofa. Um, <laughs> my, my Instagram is Tofa Taylor. Um, it's a bit hard to find me because I'm shadow bound. So oh. just Google, probably Google my name is the easiest and they'll come up. But yeah, like I said, my DMs are always open. You know, if you've got a question, you want a product recommendation, you know, if you're in a bit of a panic, it, when I see the DM, I will reply. Just give me a minute. If it's a Friday, I'm usually in bed with my boyfriend for hours. <laughs> so give me some time. I'll get back to you, I promise. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much no, for thank coming you. on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>